Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let's get ready to do our Red Dead Redemption 2 spoiler cast! Thingy! <laughs> what the thingy? <laughs> Getting into it. All right. This nice. is the first time I've ever been driving this bus. <laughs> well, this is good this so is far. Lucas feels like every single time. This is awesome. Hmm. Totally in control here. <laughs> So before we get into this Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff, how are you doing? I'm all right there, boy. I'm all right <laughs> there, boy. <laughs> all right, diving right back into it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what's the plan? What are we how are we going to do this? What's what, what's the plan? The plan. I've I've got a plan. You don't have a plan. Uh <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have I have no I Dutch doesn't have a plan either. He's always just flying by the seat of his pants. It is not a plan. Yeah. Totally. He is a man after my own heart because I literally have almost no plan for this whole thing. Sweet. All right, let's go. What's up first? So Red first? Dead Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, this game is a total, like, just time sucker of a game. Like, there is just... This game just consumed my entire life, I feel like, for weeks. Right. Um, but what I wanted to find out from you is, like, what were some of your early impressions of the game? Like, when you first got into it, like, what were some of the things that, like, I don't know. Like, what was your early impression? Like, you first got into the game, you're doing missions, kind of figuring out the controls. You know, so... Like what stood out? So, when I first started the game, uh, I was, you know, I, I knew I was going to play as Arthur, and Arthur was an outlaw. Um, so, I knew I was going to be a bad guy. And when you start out, you know, you're moving from uh, Blackwater up into the mountains, up into the snowy atmosphere. Um, and... I knew it was going to be a bad guy, so I was I was going to play the game as a bad guy, and you know anytime that I got uh, uh, came across a a mission or a choice to kill someone, let them live, or you know save them kind of thing, I always choose like the bad route. You know, I always killed them, you know, let them die kind of thing. Um, there was a scene uh, early on, early mission um, where you're on a train and there's like three train workers uh, and. Dutch says, do what you want with them. You can either choose to let them go or you can choose to like execute them. And I chose to execute them because I'm a bad guy. I'm going to be a bad guy in this game. I'm not going to try to break the game. Um, so that's what I did early on. And as the, as the story had progressed uh, throughout the game, um, my choices gradually went towards saving people. And as we go through, as you go through the story, you kind of figure out, you know, who Arthur is and kind of, uh, and that. But early on, um, I chose to be a bad guy, and I did that, uh, all, you know, almost every single time. And I got like, you know, there's a there's an honor uh, bar at the bottom. You can either be dishonorable yeah. or uh, honorable, you know, a good guy or a bad guy. And I was already all the way to the bottom, you know, all the way to the left, you know, bad guy. You know, and there's you get a trophy for being you know either dishonorable or honorable all the way to the max. And I had that guy gotten that trophy pretty early on, um, so yeah, and uh, that's how I started the game. Um, and it was you know early impressions as far as like you know how the, there's there was a lot of riding around, um, you know, because you're not you're not in you're not this isn't GTA where you got cars. You know, there's 
to get around the map is pretty fast. But this 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 map was so big, and you're riding around so much. Um, I thought that the map was might have been a little too big uh, when I started out. What about you? How did you? What were your first impressions? Well, I, I think the same thing too regarding the map. It seems like it's like, oh man, this entire game is just riding around. It's like no wonder I've been playing for three hours and I've only done one mission. Right. But as a part of that too, I think like my initial impression of the game when you get in and you just you're riding around through your missions and stuff. You're looking at this game. You're like, this game is beautiful. Like, everything about this game is so realistic and beautiful. Like, down to, um, you could throw, you could, like, you could go out there and hunt and throw, like, a deer carcass on the back of your horse. And that deer carcass is, like, moving with your horse, like, but separately. So, it's, like, it's so realistic, like, everything in that game. Like, it was just, it was kind of, like, astonishing to me that everything was just so, like, beautiful in the game. Just the wilderness, like, everything. It was, it it was, uh, it really uh, took me by surprise because I guess, I don't know. You know, we've played video games, you know, most of our lives, right? When you think video games, you don't think of that, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so it was just, man, everything about the game was really beautiful and very smooth. And yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, my, I didn't myself like come across like very many glitches or anything like that. Like it was just, everything was done so well with the game. So yeah, uh, I agree that the detail in this game was unlike any other game out there. Um, I mean, just to, just to the, the small amount of, you know, people remembering you uh, in towns after you've done a mission that was maybe, you know, so many hours ago um, in chapters, like something you do in chapter one, someone's going to remind you in like chapter five after you've played 100 hours. Um, like you're talking about like the the animals, you know, like, in, you know, like they didn't have to, uh, you know show the animation of skinning the animals but they th- they throw that in there i mean you you are in the world um there are so many things in this game where they're like you see a detail like i can't believe that was a detail because usually like when you're doing a mission and the mission was to you know you're betting on something and you have you want you win the bet uh, but instead of just like the money just going straight into your satchel you have to take the money from someone like you uh otherwise you don't have it you know it's like you could go to um like uh if you're doing a a mission where you're bounty hunting you know you do all that you take the guy back to the jail cell and the sheriff's like hey here's your money i mean you could walk off without getting that money you have to pick that money up um it's just like like off the table Right, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, it's stuff just doesn't automatically happen. You have to actually do something um, for that to happen, which is cool. I mean, it's it keeps you in the world. It keeps you very immersed. That's why when you say, hey, I've only done one mission in three hours, I mean, that's a lot of missions <laughs> in three hours because you can go, you know, hours upon hours without doing anything, just coming across dis- different random encounters. Yeah, and I think, too, um, one of the things that, just like the realistic the realistic portion of the game, one of the things that actually stood out to me, and it's kind of like, <laughs> I almost don't even want to mention it because I feel like it's kind of sad, but like one of the first or second times like I was out hunting, like I shot an animal and it gives you like the red X when it's a kill shot, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always drop them. They might run for like, you know, a little while and then they fall down and they're actually still alive, but they're like dying. Like, right. like you get up there, I'm like, I'm trying to shoot this thing as fast as possible. Like, oh, it's horrible, but it's like, wow, that is very realistic. Like this deer will run off and eventually like collapse. Right. And once it collapses, um, it gives you that like little <clears throat> uh, option 
of killing them, you know, putting it out yeah. of its misery. It's just like, man, it's yeah. brutal. It's like, dang. Yeah, but but so detailed. Like it, it right. was. Um, it I, honestly, it, it may it may very well be my favorite game I've ever played in my life. Uh, just after going through the full game. Um. So another part I thought was like pretty cool in the game, um, like I, just like there were certain things about this game, like just features within the game that I thought were just awesome. Like the, the one that stands out to me, and I know this was in the previous one too, but like just the dead eye feature, like in the game is like, it's like the coolest thing ever. Like you bust open a door and there's four guys in there and you immediately go into dead eye and you're just hitting little, little X's on all of them. And then all of a sudden your guys just pow, 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 pow. And you just empty the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever in this game. That's cool. It was. It's cool when you're doing the dead eye. Kind of, you kind of feel like uh, Neo from the Matrix, where you're you're in just like slow motion. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, you see bullets just flying by you, and you while you're using your reticle to go across someone's face, hit R one or right bumper, and just see it. Just even when you're like marking someone, and that sound that makes it was just it's just so satisfying. And then once you get out of dead eye and you see your all your you unload an entire clip on all these dudes and watch them go down and that last person you know it goes slow motion uh, just to show you your kill um, and then they, they, it pans back to you as you have your gun out your whole your you know, it's just it's it was so cool to see that however dead eye when you're on a horse it's it's one of the most difficult things to do um, is when you're yeah. trying to ride and. And shoot at the same time. Uh, I had um, I had this horse for maybe like sixty hours in this game, a very long time, and um, I was being hunted by some other bounty hunters, and there were like six of them on, on my tail. So I had turned around to do some dead eye, and as I'm doing that, you know, like I don't see what's in front of me. I'm just looking at what's behind me, and I'm doing that, and then I get run over by a train. So boom. Train hits me, <laughs> I die, and I'm like, oh no. I load back in, my horse is gone, and I got one of those old, you know, gross, terrible Tennessee walkers. I'm like, oh man, I worked so hard on getting this guy, getting this horse. Which is like the slowest horse ever after you've had like a good horse. For like 60 hours, you know, yeah. I'm doing like, you're all right there, boy. And then I get this this new Tennessee walker as a girl, and he's like, hey girl, you're all right. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's not how I remember it. Yeah, that that honestly that was uh, that was rough for me too. Like um, one of the struggles I had in the game was trying to shoot like from my horse because there's a lot there. I mean, it seems like every other mission in this game, you are running away from somebody as they're trying to catch you and shoot you, and you got to shoot them down. But like trying to turn around on the horse and shoot at the same time mm, is ridiculously right. hard. Like to try to get that, you got the you know the left stick. You're trying to keep it like facing towards you basically as like where you're sitting there and you're pointed the other way, you can't see anything in front of you. So you're just completely blind riding. Uh, that was one of the struggles for me, but I think the hardest thing for me to get used to in the game was like the item wheel. So like just pulling out the items in that wheel like, yeah, and, sure. and scrolling in between those, like that was, that was the one like struggle I had early in this game. And I was like, man, like, I don't know how it could have been easier. I mean, now that I've played a lot, it's it's very smooth, very easy. But, like, trying to get used to that item wheel was actually pretty difficult, I thought. Yeah, it took me, I don't know, I would say, you know, 10-plus hours to get used to that. Like, 
at the top of the wheel, you see, uh, you know, the top three things at the on the wheel. Um, those are your like big tonics that will help you with your dead eye, your stamina, or your health. And then on the left side, you there is just the stuff that is going that you can eat to improve your cores. And I didn't realize, I didn't really get that, uh, totally get that until like ten plus hours into it. And it, and it, also, I don't think I don't think I was using it very often um, early on in the game. Uh, but yeah, once you once once I started to understand, like oh. I can use this, and this will give me good. This will give me unlimited dead eye for however long. I'm like, okay, I get this. If I do this, this is going to give me unlimited stamina for so long. So once I figured yeah. that out, I'm like, oh my, yeah. So I'm going to start using these more. And once I started using those uh, on a consistent basis, the game just became much easier to manage. Yeah, yeah. I think I did the same thing too, and it took me a while to get used to. Um... Uh, just not not just in general the weapons wheel, but like keeping your guy like equipped with the the right stuff. So like I don't know, I can't tell you how many missions that I went into where I got off my horse and ran in, and I like I just have pistols. I'm like, right? oh crap, man! Like, I have this awesome repeating rifle. Yeah. And I all I have is this, these crappy pistols. Uh, yeah. Whenever he holsters them back in the in the uh, the saddle, you don't have them on you anymore. So when you get off your horse, it's not yeah. on you. And I'm like. There are so many, like I like you said. There are so many times where, I'm, where I get into a firefight and all I got is my revolvers or my volcanic revolver or a sawed-off shotgun. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to do much damage from range with this. Yeah, and then you got to run up on them. It, it changes the whole like uh, it changes the whole mission. Like if you're if you're stuck yeah. with just your pistols. Um, yeah. So I got used to like later in the game. Like I started like it was like a an automatic thing where I got off my horse and then like automatically hit the weapons wheel and like equip the, the weapons before I, even yeah. went off. Like, uh -huh. you know, like I just got used to doing that. And, uh, but it, it did, it, it does take a while to get into. And obviously there's like a ton of gameplay and hours you put into this game. So you do get used to it. But right. uh, those are some, those are some rough things. Like to, at first you're like, Oh man, that's frustrating. Like you're running into this thing. Like and this guy's up on a, I don't know, second story or whatever. And you're trying to piss on him from, you know, hundred yards out yeah it's pretty rough not working too well <clears throat> but yeah what did you think um so like in in the game like either stories or stranger missions like what did you think were some of like the coolest missions that you came across because there were some missions in this game um that i just thought like were so well done like so many uh like the cutscenes and stuff like man i mean this game is like like you could, I, I feel like I could have sat and watched somebody play this game and still been into it because it was that for sure, like kind of captivating. Yeah, uh, it's like especially some of the cutscenes and stuff like that were just awesome. So what what was your like? You know, what was your favorite? Uh, see, uh, I want to go straight towards the uh, Braithwaite Manor one where you're going up on the Braithwaite Manor, but I thought that I thought I thought that might have been too easy, and I'm sure that's one of yours. So I'm gonna <clears> go to. Uh, I have, I have a few different small ones. Um, one of my favorite encounters uh, was I was in, I was outside of one of the towns. I can't remember which one. And a woman comes up to me and says, help. You know, I, I've, my boyfriend is crazy. He's trying to kill me. She's all bloody and everything. And she's like, can you help me out? So I'm like, sure, I'll go help you out. So I go to the hotel and he is in, he's in there. Uh, he jumps on me. He tries to struggle with me, but I end up killing him. And as I kill him, the lady's right outside, and she's like, "Why don't you just go outside and get rid of him?" So I I put him on my shoulder, and I'm walking down, and right behind the town is just like this pig pen. 
So my, you know, little yellow X says, hey, drop him here. So I go to the pig pen. I drop him off. He's dead. And like three pigs come over and start eating him. Yeah. I don't know if you had come across that one, but that was one of the craziest ones. I'm like, man, this isn't even a normal mission. This is just an encounter that I said yes to. I'm like, if, if, if I wasn't there or if I would have said no, I wouldn't have seen that. Um, and I think there's a lot of things in this game where if you don't investigate, you're totally going to miss. You're going to miss all these encounters. Yeah. You're going to miss all of these uh, houses that have stuff inside of them uh, that really th- show a little bit of the lore in the game. Um, what it was like in the West. Uh, but like, that was one of my, that was the craziest encounters that I had come across. Um, and then uh, another one was the Lenny's drunk mission. You know, Lenny's having a tough time. Yeah. So you take him to the saloon and <laughs> you get drunk. Yeah, that is an you, awesome one. You drink all night, you know, you're outside, you're dancing. At one point, you know, Arthur doesn't know who, where Lenny is. You just, Lenny! Lenny, <laughs> <laughs> that music's playing in the background, and you're just stumbling around the saloon looking for him, and everybody looks like him. Oh yeah, that part where everyone starts to look yeah. like him, even the women. Oh man, I was looking, I was looking for him forever. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, wh- which one is he? Like, they basically in the game they made every single person look like Lenny because you're drunk, and yeah. you're just stumbling around, and everything's blurry, but they all look just like Lenny, and you're just walking up to people that look like him, and you're like, Lenny. No, <laughs> their answer like get out of here. <laughs> it's like yeah. uh, that was that was one of my favorites too. And I the, the part that cracked me up about that is at the very beginning. I, I can't remember. I think it maybe was was a Dutch that told you to take him out. Like take him out, and he says take him out for a quiet night. All right. Take him out for a quiet drink and Valentine. <laughs> right. And when he said that, I'm thinking to myself, no, no way this is gonna happen. <laughs> this, this is gonna be a disaster. Yeah, it totally was. I mean, they were just oh. It was so good uh, and so well done. I mean, and that mission was unlike any mission in the game. I mean, that mission stood out from all of them uh, because it was it was not the same tone because you're having fun. You know, there's a lot of seriousness in the this game. So having a little bit of fun, um, I would have liked to have that one maybe a little bit later on. Um, but, it, but it was fine because a lot of early missions that you're doing, you're kind of like learning who people are. You're getting to know who they are. Um, what they like, what they don't like. So it was a lot of character development. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was that was one of my favorites for sure, for sure. And that was cool that it happened early on. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was a really fun one. I think that one was fun too because like it shows the cutscenes of them just like throwing back drinks together, and it's like playing like the happy music uh-huh. and stuff. And it's like it's hard not to sit there and like kind of laugh. You're like this game is awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. But that one too, one of them that stuck out to me, and we will talk about the Braithwaite Manor one because that one that one was incredible. Right. Um, one of them that stuck out to me was the mission that you do for the like uh, like the traveling circus guy who's dressed like a woman and he wants you to find his animals. Yes, that was one of mine too. Good one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first you go out and you're looking for his zebra, right? And it's just a donkey. It's painted like a zebra. <laughs> it's just a mule. But you can like, like ride yeah. Yeah, but you can ride the donkey back to him, which was kind of funny. Like you're sitting on this like little bitty like donkey riding it back. Uh, so um, I tried you... to break the game when I was on that. I tried to tried to like get away 
from the mission. Try to stable him. And yeah, I tried to stable him. And once I tried, got too far and it said mission failed because I abandoned the mission. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't keep it. There is actually a place I found out um, reading online or watching a video or something. There is actually a place where you can take a donkey from a farm and stable it. You can actually keep it. No way. And you can for real. Up and you can, yeah, yeah, you can actually ride him like throughout the game if you wanted to, but he is awful. Not, <laughs> of course, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could actually keep one. Um, but I think you you get the you get the zebra first, which is a donkey. Then you get the was it the tiger? I think it was, was the, the the tiger, the dog dressed with a, with a the, mane on his on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you get that one, and then you go to find the lion, and this is where the mission became awesome, right? Because you you go you go to um, I can't remember exactly where that was. But anyways, these guys have got this lion trapped in this barn. It's killed like a couple of animals. And you show up and you're like, oh, it's just a dog. Like, let him out. You know what I mean? And these guys are like, that's no dog, man. He's like, that's a wild, that's that's an animal. I've never seen anything like that or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then then you go in there, the thing runs out. And uh, then you you walk up to basically that horse stable. And then the cutscene plays. And it's an actual huge lion. Right. And, and this thing walks out that's only like 15 feet away from you. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and it to- he totally mauled me the first time. I did not kill him. I was not fast enough. It scared me. <laughs> not ready for it. <clears throat> well, he was so close. Uh, but anyways, so the second time around, but it was awesome. Like the cutscene of that lion, like walking out of the stable or whatever. Like, oh, man, that one, uh, that one that scared the crap out of me sitting there playing. I'm like, oh, no. And by the time the scene went away, and you basically get a, you know, a couple shots to, a, a couple chances to shoot him, like I totally wasn't fast enough. I panicked. The weapons wheel was like going all different directions. Like <laughs> it was bad, and he totally killed me <laughs> right away. Nice, yeah. Um, the last one that really sticks out to me was the hot air balloon ride, when you're uh, trying to uh, break John Marston out of that prison island. Uh, and you're in that hot yep. air balloon. Um, I thought, I mean, you know, like you're there in a hot air balloon. It's like <laughs> you're totally going to be seen there, guys. I don't know. I don't know what that, why that was like the best solution. Why couldn't you just take a boat over? Uh, but just going up in the hot air balloon and then just like trying to get away from them um, using the hot air balloon of going up and going down and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and getting John. I mean, that was really cool. I didn't think where I was going to get John out of there. Um, I thought it was going to be some other way, but um, that whole like mission of getting him out there, out, out of there on that, you know, the penitentiary, that Island, uh, that was, that was one of the most memorable ones. And I, I don't, I don't know if it was because the hot air balloon just is just sticking out in my mind. Um, but that was, that was cool because I was not expecting that. I mean, that was, that's pretty much the only, you know, like you're in a horse, you sometimes you're in a boat, but, I mean, there's no like uh, air vehicles. I mean, this you don't have. This isn't Grand Theft Auto where you're in a, you're in a plane. So I assumed you're not going to be in any plane. But getting into an air vehicle like a hot air balloon that was kind of cool because it was very different from the rest of the game. Yeah, that was sweet. And the and the actual part where you go in to get John Morrison uh, was really cool too because you're like you go up to the gate basically and you're holding this guy hostage right, right. while all the guns are on you uh, and you're make, basically making him walk out. I thought that was really really neat and. Uh, that, that was just what, that was one of those missions in the game where it was just a really big mission, like huge. You, you do right. there's there's a lot of guys coming after you, and you can't stand and fight them. <laughs> you have to run away. <laughs> like it doesn't give you the option to just sit there and try and kill as many as you can. 
because well, there's so many I, dudes. I, tr- I tried to do that. I'm sitting here behind like hay bales, and I am just shooting them. And I'm shooting them and shooting them. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, J- hey, you, Arthur, you coming? I'm like, oh, yeah. you guys are over by the by the boat. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to yeah. hit. Yeah, they're like all the way endless, on the other side of the island. It was like an endless uh, number of enemies. Yeah, it was, a whole, it was a whole prison full of guys basically coming after you. But uh, it was that was a really cool one because of the whole like hostage negotiation system. Like that was pretty sweet. Right. Uh, the guys like pleading, like let him out, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that one uh, that one was really cool. And then the missions for uh, some of the missions that stuck out to me that were just re- really neat were the missions for that uh, like scientist. So the first one where you're driving that remote control like boat, like blowing that oh, stuff yeah. up. Oh yeah, yeah, the inventor. And one. then you. Yeah, and then you meet him for, like, uh, what is the lightning thing? Like, those missions were just, like, crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought those missions were really, really cool. So, um, um, after after the second uh, mission with that inventor, where you're up there in the mountains, and he's got his that's lab That's the lightning one, right? Yeah the, yeah, the one with the lightning one. Um, have you gone back, at, back there since you've done that mission? Nope. Okay, so you, when you go... Because in the second mission, he's trying to get all he's trying to harness all that lightning all that energy so he can create his robot and the robot you know just like took two steps whatever fell down um however if you go back there you'll find out another thing that has happened to him there's a trophy actually that is tied to going back to that uh that area you'll find out you'll find out um uh well this is a spoiler cast i'm gonna go ahead and spoil it so um you go up there and you find out that the robot is gone and that dude is dead. <laughs> so you, oh, you really? put, put two and two together, you, you understand what happened. But I haven't found out if the robot is somewhere in the world. I'm assuming he might be. Um, but I have not found him yet. But it was kind of cool to go up there once, you know, once again and, and see that the story didn't really end after that mission. So that's kind of cool how that happened. Yeah, that's cool. I did not know that you could go back there. That That is actually pretty sweet. I'm probably going to have to go back in and do that now. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> awesome. So he's dead and the robot's basically vanished. Yeah, the robot's uh, you know just out and about, not sure where. I was tr- I was trying to search for him and use my like eagle eye to find out if I can f- <laughs> find his trail, him. but you know I couldn't. No. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Apparently he figured it out, how to make that work. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was, uh, like, those missions for that, I, those, like, stand out because they were just kind of, like, out of the ordinary. Most things are like, oh, go get this for this person, you know, or something like that. But those ones brought, like, completely different elements, like, into the game. So even the first one, this remote control boat, I was like, what, what is this? What am I doing? <laughs> like, they had remote control boats? Uh, but it was really cool. Like, I thought those were just, just because they were, like, stand out uh, from the game. Yeah, and some of the um, missions, uh, some of the side missions that you that you do in the game, like the random encounters, I mean, they're not just like one random encounter, and then you're you're never gonna come back to that story mission, story uh, like you know trope or mission um, through the rest of the game. You help someone out, you'll run into them again, and they'll th- they'll thank you. Sometimes, like I came across a guy who uh, got bitten by a snake, and I, you know, there you got an option of either you know letting him die give him the health cure or sucking the venom out of his snake bite. So I sucked the venom out of a snake bite and he was on his merry way. And then, you know, hours later, he's sitting outside one of the gun shops or one of the general stores. And he says, Hey, this is the guy that he's talking to his friend. This is the guy that had saved my life. He's like, why don't you go into this general store or the gun shop, 
get anything you want on me. And I'm like, that is that is totally, totally neat how something you did, something small that would happen in any other game. You do something small, small mission, and then it's forgotten about. But in this game, hours later, the same story from when you when you had helped that guy out is still around. So that's kind of cool how that happens. Did you did you uh, did that guy come back again? Yeah. Is there yes. Yeah. Did you did he come back with another snake bite? I came across him once again where he's running out of the woods, like, I need some help. I got bitten by a snake. And he and yeah, Arthur's like, You again? <laughs> that's, that's the last time. I was like, This guy got bit by another snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he gets me something free again. So yeah, I helped him out. Um but stuff like that yeah. is 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 cool that they they do that. Um and then they bring it back later, like, hey, there was a consequence, there was a result of your actions. Um, of helping someone out. Yeah, I thought that was neat, and and there were there were so many things in the game where they weren't really missions. It was just like helping out somebody like in distress, like as you're driving down the road, those little white dots will like like beep, yeah. like or you can hear shots or something, and you go over and investigate, and it's just a whole, it's almost like a little mini mission that you're going into. And I thought that was like that was that in particular was why I never like wanted to fast travel or like take a train or stagecoach or anything because if you miss all those for sure and they're just they're so random like i know when you were doing your stream and you were doing your uh 24-hour stream while i was watching it you came across like the like the kkk like out of the woods they all have sheets on around a fire and stuff i didn't actually come across them until like later on in the game and when i came across them i was like oh no way like i because i didn't know where they were right Uh based on you like and uh it's just like a cool, like little side thing that has nothing really to do with anything, you know. Right, and but anytime those white little, yeah, anytime those white little blips come up, I mean, you have to investigate, and it makes oh, you yeah, want to you know, investigate it's... because things like that that happen, like uh, you're not, you're normally not going to see the same thing over and over again. There's so many different types of encounters, like the KKK or that you know the the guy who's cleaning his horse, his horses hooves and uh the 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 horse bucks them and kills them uh you know things like that you know like and there's sometimes there's white blips that you know will give you a like i came across like i didn't get this guy until i had after i had beaten the game and beaten the epilogues i'm wrong i'm riding around and i come across a white blip and i go over there and there's this guy just standing uh looking over a ravine and i go up on him and Arthur's like, hey, uh, hey, what are you looking at? And the guy just like folds up his piece of paper, put, puts it in his in his pocket, and uh, he's like, ah, oh, nothing. And I was and I was like, mm, that probably was a treasure map. So I just get I just get out my guns and I shoot him, I kill him, and I loot him, and it was a treasure map. And I like, I'm guessing that's the only way that you can get that type of treasure map is to come across a random encounter. Um, so that was kind of cool that I, that didn't happen for me until after I'd beaten the entire game. Yeah, I don't think I had ever. I, I don't think I ever crossed. I came across that particular one. Did you? Um, did you ever come across like the two bandits trying to open the safe? Oh <laughs> yeah, I did come up? across. I've come, come across that them, and they're like, "Ah, there's nothing to nothing to see here. Move along." I'm like, "Well, no. What what are you doing?" And then I noticed the safe, and <laughs> the guy just blows it up, kills himself. <laughs> 
That was great. Yeah, I thought the first time that he killed me because I got too close. I got off my horse and I'm walking up to him and then an explosion happens and blows my guy back. Um, but yeah, there's so many neat things. Did you um, did you actually go and do any like treasure hunts? Did you like find any treasures in the game? I've done one treasure. So I, there's, I think I have three separate treasure maps. And I think I did like the, the Jack Hill Gang one. Um, that was the only treasure map uh, that I've done so far. I think I have two others, um, two other like little threads of, of treasure maps. I have not done those yet. Have you? Did you do any of the treasure maps? I did, I did the one treasure where it's, it's the three gold bar treasure. And I read about it online and then watched a video on it, basically. So when I say I did that, I really didn't. I just went to find the treasure maps and then went to find the treasure, which I already knew where it was because I looked. Uh-huh. Uh, I kind of spo- spoiled it for myself. But just the fact that these treasure maps basically just have a picture of something on them. And it's like a tree stump somewhere in this massive world. It's like, how right. in the world am I ever sp- – how did, how did the first guy even find that? Uh, and like – I have no clue how I would have ever found that. There was three different treasure maps with this with this thing. And you had to get the next treasure map in order to like... You had to basically get all three treasure maps in order for the treasure to be there at the end. And it's behind this waterfall. There's like a cavern. And you go like deep into this cavern and you just find three gold bars. Like basically under a rock like in the back corner of this cavern. Crazy. I, thought, I can't believe somebody found this for the first time like... Did somebody open that map and they're like, I remember a tree stump looks just like that. And then I remembered where it was like, (laughs) no, no, absolutely no way. I mean, like I (laughs) opened up those treasure maps and it's like, oh, here's a tree stump with a little road next to it. It's like, oh, yeah. Like everywhere in the entire map. What do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) How do you pick? Is there one tree stump? (laughs) Right. (laughs) No way. Yeah, yeah, some of that stuff was just crazy. Like um, how like many little things there were to do. Like it, that's that's why the game. Like you could probably get in and do the storyline. I feel like of the game in a fair amount of time. It would still take a long time because there's so much play in it. Right. But um, just with everything else that happens, you would have to avoid every single thing and just go through there. But all the little mini missions and stuff are like some of the funnest missions there are. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when you're like, when you get into the game, you're like, okay. Just like you do with Grand Theft Auto, all right? I'm going to do this mission and this mission, and I'm going to get out of here. And then, you know, a few hours later, you've never gotten to the mission because there's so much <laughs> interesting stuff on the way there that, like, you know, you get you get sidetracked. You get um, you just like you don't want to get to the mission. You don't want to move the story along. You don't want to get to the next chapter because there is so much to do. I mean legendary animals i mean you come across those legendary bears and legendary alligators you're just like i want to hunt these down because these are like some of the biggest animals in the game um i don't want to continue to continue the story i don't want to see how this story is going to end because i want to live in this world yeah there there is uh the legendary animals i thought that was those were really cool like those were really fun like did you do like uh did you do all of them the legendary animals? I have not done all of them yet. I think I've gotten I, I, maybe seven of them. Yeah, I, I definitely did not do all of them. Um, I did a couple of the ones that I thought were, like, really cool. Like, I had to go back and hunt the legendary bear. Because when I went with, I think, was it Hosea? Yeah. And that first mission, uh-huh. I didn't kill the bear. <laughs> oh, no I didn't way. kill him. He got away. I So I actually went back and hunted him later on in the game. Wow. And killed him. Because uh, I didn't kill him at that time. So I went back and had to track him down. Um 
there's like a I think it's like a bison. Yes. Uh, which was really cool because it was so massive. Right. Like it was like the biggest animal in the game, like this thing. Um, and then the one I thought was the coolest one was that crocodile. Like, oh, oh man. my gosh. That was yeah. the scariest thing ever hunting that down. So I, I didn't know that there was a legendary alligator, legendary crocodile. Um, I did that mission where you're trying to save that guy in the swamps down near St. Denis. And, uh, yep. There, that huge white alligator is just like hunting you. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I wonder if this is one of the legendary animals. And uh, you do that, you do that mission, you get away, you just, you're just like pumping this dude full of lead, like you know this this alligator, like dead shotting him and dead shotting him, you know, round after round. This thing's not going down. You're like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to kill this guy, kill this uh this animal. So I uh end, end the mission, and then I totally forget about it. And then as I'm riding around, it says, oh, you've entered a legendary area. I'm like, oh, what is this? And it's a whole about around a whole bunch of uh, alligators. I'm like, okay. So this is must be where the alligator is where I thought I'd be able to kill. And I see that thing walking off in the distance. I'm like, this thing is massive. I just like, I sat there like- down, down sights, you know, just, you know, scoping in. And I just looked at it. I'm like, man. I kind of don't want to kill this right now because this thing is just so cool looking. It's like 10 times the size of one of the regular alligators. <laughs> like, it's so massive. It's like, this is a dinosaur. <laughs> right? I actually, so I went to kill him after that mission also. And when I finally found him, I was like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to be able to kill him. Because <laughs> in the mission, I'm pretty sure in the mission, there's no way for you to actually kill right. him. You're not supposed to. Right. Uh, so I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, is, it, is he going to take like a hundred shots? Because I'm like way too close. If that's the case, like I don't have enough ammo. Like yeah. I'm going to be switching guns, trying to load him full of everything. But uh, I was, I think, the most nervous going after him because he was like, "You're in the swamp amongst like other alligators and stuff too." Right, because you have to keep your head on a swivel. Because if you're too getting too close to another <laughs> alligator, oh man, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I made the mistake of uh, when I first got like around the Saint Denis area and like realized the alligators were out there, or whatever, like. I, there was an area where there was two of them, so I killed the first one, and the other one was not that far away, so I shot him also, and I walked up, and uh, I, I walked up, and I went to skin the first one, and they were, like, pretty close to each other, and I skinned it, and then I walked over to the second one, <laughs> and I hadn't actually killed it. It was just sitting there, and it grabbed onto me and everything, because, <laughs> like, you can't tell, really, if they're dead unless right. you, like, try and lock on them, but I thought I had already killed them. He was just sitting there, and as soon as I got up on him, I realized he was still alive, and he roughed me up. Uh, speaking of that, did you ever come across a possum <clears throat> that was playing dead, or any other animal that was playing dead on you? No, I killed a possum, but I never came across one that was playing dead. Yeah, so I had I uh, come across like three different possums. You know, they're running together, and I come up on them, and all of a sudden they just like fall over. You know, like on their <laughs> on their back, they look like they look like they're playing dead. So I kind of I go up to one. And one of them just like runs away. I'm like, ah, okay. So I scope the other one, kill it. And as I, as I shoot that other one, the other one runs away. I'm like, these guys are just playing dead. This is so like, this game's that details is, awesome. is ridiculous. No, I totally did not know they played dead. That's cool. I don't think I ever came across a possum in the actual game. Like I've kind of transitioned to online here, like the past, in the past week or so. And I came across a possum and, and killed one. But uh, I didn't even come across one in the regular game. There's so many animals, like, in that game. Like, I know one of the achievements is to, like, study, like, every animal in the game. Like, I never looked to see how many there were. But there are 
tons of them. Right? Like, like one of the things I never came across during gameplay, uh, I never came across a rattlesnake. And I knew they were there. And, like, I had sometimes where the little red dot comes up and the horse freaks out. Yeah. But then they're gone really quick. And those rattlesnakes, like, they get away really fast. Right. Like, they – and you can't really see them, like, when they're getting away. Um, so I never came across one of those until, like, recently playing online. And at the end, after I completed the epilogue, and I was just kind of riding around because, like, one thing that I thought was really weird about the game is there's, like, a whole bottom half of the map, which is essentially unused in the storyline. Like, right. it's just – you never go down there. So when you finish the game, like, once – once you finish the game, like below Blackwater and below like Beecher's Hope, your farm, there's a whole ton of map down there. And there's like, you never went there, like for any of the story. And it's like, so I went on like a, just a journey, like down all the roads and stuff to see like what was down there. There's like different animals down there. Like I killed this like lizard, this like striped lizard type thing down there, yeah. which I never had seen like even anywhere else in the game because there's mm-hmm. like cliffs back that way. But um, no, it, it was, uh, it was really interesting. I was thinking, I was kind of hoping there's going to be like a bunch more missions and stuff down there, but there's really not. No. So it's kind of weird how it has that whole. There's small encounters down there. Um, I mean, that's like the map from the original Red Dead, Red Dead 1. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's not, there's nothing really to do other than to find out, you know, this people have cholera, people are, people are sick down there. Um, you know, there's some yep. Indian tribes down there. You can come across smaller, small encounters, but nothing really that is i can't believe how big that state is uh, and having that in the game they didn't add additional you know story missions or side missions for john uh once you're finished with the game which was very surprising for me um when i it took me six hours i unfogged the map in like six hours just to see if there's anything out there yeah. went into each town went into every single area uh and uh, there was nothing it was absolutely nothing it was kind of disappointing it was cool that they have it in yeah, there, but it was very disappointing. Yeah, I did the same thing, too. I would have thought maybe just... I mean, I, I think there may have been a few encounters, but maybe more of, like, the little white dot missions and stuff. There just wasn't... I, I, I don't know. I guess I thought there should be maybe a little bit more down there because you can technically get down there during gameplay. It just never actually takes you down there. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I did the same thing. I just went on a journey, like, down all the trails and stuff just to see what was out there. And there really wasn't anything. It would have been cool if they had put some stuff in there for John Marston, like that you could only do once you're John Marston. Yeah. But on that same topic, there is some really interesting stuff. So, like, I was hoping I could go back and complete, like, missions that I did not complete as Arthur uh-huh. with John Marston. Yeah. And I, I, at first, I was like, I don't know if the game's going to let me do that. So, like, I love how the game transitioned, even though Arthur did, like, the first mission. So, for example... You know the mission where you meet um, Hamish? He's the guy with one leg where his horse has ran off. Oh, yeah. His, his like, wooden leg is still on the horse to go find it for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so I did that mission with Arthur, and I didn't go back to him until after I was after I completed the game and I was John Marston. Uh-huh. So when I walked in as John Marston, he said, Hey, I um, my friend who passed, I have his journal, and... He basically, it went into a whole thing. Like he said, hey, I have his journal and I saw that he did this for you and I thought I should come pay you a visit. And then he then takes you fishing like he would have done with what? Arthur. But it like, it transitioned. Yeah. It, so he, it, it like, it made note of the change from John Marston from Arthur. More. No, that's awesome. I'd never come across <laughs> yeah. that part. Yeah. He actually said like, I read it in his journal that he had helped you out like with your horse and find your leg. So I thought that was really neat how they, the game actually like, 
it was built into the story. Like, if you go back as John Marston, then this happens. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, and I didn't know that I didn't know that was the case, but it changed the entire cutscene, like because it obviously if he just went back and Hamish is like, Hey, how are you again? Like somebody he's never met, like that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, so that he referenced like the journal that you get when you're John Marston, which is really cool. Um, and I didn't think, you know, I didn't really when I when I saw that the mission was still available for him, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go up there and do that. And I just thought, you know, it's not gonna really reference anything. Yeah. It totally did. Wow. So that was really, really cool how the game did that. And that you can is. go back as John Morrison and complete all the missions um, that you didn't complete as Arthur. Because one of them I did where you go into like this old decrepit house and you find this guy's like old, like ancient pistol. Oh, and you yeah. you give it back to him. I did that also as John Marston. Same thing. Like they built in like the whole journal type thing. And I didn't, you know, I didn't think they were going to do that, but it was really, really cool how they did. That's crazy. But, so back to, I knew we were going to get off the rails here. Back to totally. the, the favorite missions thing. I do want to talk about this Braithwaite Manor mission. Okay, go ahead. Because I feel like this was like one of like the, well, there's, there's two missions. The, the Braithwaite Manor mission was so cool because I think it was the coolest cutscene in the game. You're walking up as your outlaw gang, right? Dutch is in the middle, and you're all just walking. What is there, like seven or eight of you? You're all just walking in a line right down the lane uh-huh. for Braithwaite Manor. And he's calling everybody out and talking. And you're like, oh, man, this is going to be an old-fashioned shootout here. And then they all are, are gathering around, and then it's just an absolute shootout. Like, just them walking, though, that entire cutscene, you're, like, behind them as they're walking up. Like, it's it like felt an old like, Western movie. It was so cool. It felt like it was like a Coen Brothers or a Quentin Tarantino-style direction where you're just, like, walking in a line. You know, you're taking yeah. up the entire road up through this Braithwaite Manor House. And this ha- Braithwaite Manor House is, like, a big, huge, like, very, like big oh, plantation house. Right? Um, and I'm just like, wow. I uh, So what I did is I as once I once I was doing that, I created a save and uh, I played that mission again just so I could experience walking up to that house again because it was so, so powerful, so impactful. Well, it was one of those things like I, you know, like that was one of those things like I'm playing the game. Like I'm kind of like getting goosebumps watching this. I'm like, man, this game is so awesome. Like this is the coolest thing, like walking up to that. And then uh, Mrs. Braithwaite, actually just walking right back into the burning building at that at first i was like what she just went right back into the fire um and i found out later because when you revisit the braithwaite manor after that mission it's basically burned to the ground there's just like a few like pillars that are still left up yeah you can go loot you can go loot her body it's just a charred body and you can get like this like really nice you get like this really fancy piece of jewelry off of her oh i don't think there's also like there yet Wow. Yeah, there's there's like a, a fancy piece of jewelry there. There are still people back there, and if they see you, they'll, they'll, you'll have to kill them, basically. But so then there's the, also a, a chest uh, with a gold bar in, inside of the manor that's burnt down. So the moral of the, the story rubble. of when you're when you're finished doing missions, go back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can totally go right back there. Uh, but I think that mission, I don't, I don't remember. I think after you do that mission is when you then move to that like house as your camp. Oh, for I sure. think that might have been yeah. right, it. Might have been right after that, so it's not something you would immediately think to go back to. But I was like in that area, so I decided to go back. Yeah. Um. And yeah, her like charred body is laying right in the middle of the rubble, and you can loot her body and get like some like expensive jewelry. And then there's also a gold bar in that house inside oh. like a chest. Okay. Yeah. Definitely did not do that. <clears throat> so it's cool. Like the game. Like I don't know. Like that's why 
this game I felt like was just different. Like you could go back and loot her body after something that happened in the storyline. She's just, just a jar, a charred corpse laying there and you don't know. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't, if you didn't know the storyline, you wouldn't even know that it was her. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was really cool. And that mission was like, that's one of the ones that like, if somebody asked me like favorite part of the game, I think a lot of people would say that because that like whole cutscene like just completely stood out as its own, like, man, this is an awesome thing. Right. And then, um, and then the last mission I wanted to mention, which is a part of the main storyline, is going back, uh, is going to rescue the chief's son in the fort. Oh, Eagle Flies? Yeah. Eagle Flies. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I wanted to say like Running Coyote or something. <laughs> <laughs> Plus. Um, but the, the cool part about that is I love missions where you have to like stealthily kill people, right? And you're like in this fort and you're walking across these like catwalks and stuff and you have to stealthily take down all these guys. So you're, yeah. you've got your bow in there. And it was just like, man, this is awesome. (laughs) And then at the end you have to like shoot the lantern to like cause a, uh, cause like a disruption to people or whatever. Like there are so many cool things about that mission. And then obviously everybody finds you and then you got to make this ridiculous getaway, which is always like just a blast. Like so (laughs) many people are coming after you. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, it was really cool. I will say that I found in the game. So if you're not using dead eye and really like when you run away, it's very hard to use dead eye at all. Like, like you said, when you're on the horse, even later in the game, really, it's still not that easy right. uh, on a horse. So a lot of times you're just doing auto lock thing. You're just automatically locking onto people. And uh, I figured out at some point through the game, which was, when I say it out loud, it's going to sound extremely immoral, but uh, you could also just shoot the horse <laughs> right on the head and they just go down in a heap. That's a pro <laughs> And the guy right can't there. fall. And the guy cannot follow you anymore. So and the horse's head way bigger than the person's head. Now, if you do that, you're uh, if you're trying to get an honorable uh, level, um, you should not shoot shoot the horse because once you shoot him and kill him, you know you're gonna you're you're gonna be it's a dishonorable kind of thing. Uh, so you're gonna get that yep. red minus you know cowboy hat to the right. Um, but yeah, it is like if you do that and you're not looking to get you know the most honorable. Uh, then for sure that is the easiest way to take down these dudes is just to shoot the horse because they're so much bigger, uh, bigger target than the rest of them. So I, I played the game similar to you at the beginning where you're an outlaw. So you make all the worst decisions, right? You're like, yeah, you're definitely killing all these right, people. Like, well, exactly. I let them live. And towards the end of the game, it does. I, and I think the game is kind of designed to make you do that. Like you realize Arthur Morgan is a good guy and you're, you start to make a bunch of good decisions and the storyline actually kind of funnels you into making like good moral decisions like with with the actual storyline uh-huh. but it was one of those things for me where i still basically um i still basically played uh as a complete bad guy like I, my bar was always completely in the red like all the way at the bottom and i always tried like if i did one of those story missions like and it brought up like my bar <laughs> to be honorable a couple yeah. of notches. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go kill some random people to get this back down again. Yeah. So I played completely different and I didn't know, like I knew in the, in the story, in the game that it would like people's reactions to you and stuff would be different based on your honorable status. Like one thing I didn't know is prices are better for you when you're honorable throughout the whole game. Did you know that? Like, no, in I didn't know that. No, that's a, interesting. so, so you get better prices, like if you're an honorable guy, if people like you, than you would get if you're not honorable. And there's also certain missions that will only open up if you're like an honorable. Wow. 
So one of the missions was um, there was like a third. Um, so at, at the very beginning, when you go to collect the debt from that guy that has the tuberculosis and he coughs it right into your face. Yeah. Which is that, gross, by the way. So that is like a start. That was the start of a series of like three to four other missions throughout the game where you run back into these people. And there's one mission with that woman that only opens up if you have an honorable status. And I can't remember what it was now. And I never got the opportunity to do it because, well, my guy was awful. But uh, there was an extra mission with her, in particular, the wife, the widow, um, that you could only do if you were like a, a very honorable like player throughout the game. So I, I didn't get that opportunity. And I don't remember which one it was. But uh, I know certain things only would open up if you were like honorable. Uh, so that was really, really, really interesting, which is why, <laughs> which is why I never mind shooting horses in the face because like, <laughs> my, yeah. I was completely dishonorable throughout the entire game. So it couldn't go any lower for me. Well, I mean, like, like I said, when I started the game, I was straight up outlaw, but as you get into more of the missions, more of the story, uh, you find out that Arthur is a bad guy, uh, because of his situation, um, he is, you know, he goes along with with Dutch. He goes along with the rest of the guys. But when you're the story missions that you're doing, uh, you know, you're usually helping people out. You know, you're taking people on fi- uh, on fishing. You know, you're taking Jack on a little fishing trip. Um, you're doing all these nice things for people. So when I figured that out, like this actually, this dude is a is is a bad guy because of his situation, but he's a good guy at heart. Uh, so I started to do everything good. Um, I started to, you know, you say hi to everyone in St. Denis. It's like, hey, partner, how you doing there, partner? You know, you ra- you're raising your honorable level just by saying hi to people. So I was just, I rode around pro- St. Denis for probably three hours just saying hi to people. Just just so I could get my honorable <laughs> level up. Um, and every, anytime, like, a mission would come up to save people, I would start saving people. I would help people out, you know, um, to get my honorable level because I thought this guy was a nice guy. Um, you know, he was just in a bad situation, you know, um, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're growing up, you know, you know, the, he's a good kid. It's just because of the people he hangs around with, you know, kind of thing. And that's kind of what I felt like Arthur was doing. Um, yeah, he's, he's in a bad situation. Uh, he's a good guy. He wants to help people out. He wants to be, uh, be good, you know, and you could see him struggling through that, you know, the second half of the game as he struggles through, you know, what he wants as he gets that tuberculosis, he kind of has like a, you know, a come to Jesus moment where he's like, oh my gosh, you know, he's talking to nuns. He's talking to all these people. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, and that's when he started. He's like, that's when his buddy, John Marston, part of the gang, he's like, you need to get out of this. You need to get out of here. You got a wife, you got a kid, you need to get out of here. And there's a lot of missions yeah. once you hit that point where it's like, hey, we're, whatever we're doing now, we're trying to get John away from the gang. We're trying to get him on uh, yeah, out yeah. of this this bad bad life. You know, he needs to live a good, quiet life with his wife and daughter, um, so he doesn't have to go through you know running from the law kind of thing. Um, so you could see that in the second half of the game, and that's that's really when I started to be good. Yeah, and I think the game kind of funnels you towards being more honorable based on the complete story of the game. Like you mentioned, like you realize that Arthur is actually like a good guy. And they actually referenced that. Like um, one of the things that stood out to me was he was talking. Uh, you, you as Arthur Morgan are talking to. Uh, it's either John Marston or Sadie or one of the you know one of the people that he's closest with. Like towards the end, 
uh, or Charles or somebody, somebody like that. Yeah. But he was talking to them, and he mentioned that Dutch always told them basically like, don't kill anybody that you don't have to kill and stuff like that, and almost like an honorable code amongst outlaws, if that makes sense. Like, right. yes, they're going to kill people, they're going to rob people, but you never go out of your way and do things that are bad, like that you don't have to do. And he mentioned that, and he, he basically, the reason he did that is because he said Dutch is doing stuff that he told us all not to do. Right, exactly. Like, and I think and I think that might have been after the, um, after the mission where that white alligator is chasing you, and Dutch basically just drowns this guy, like on the side of the boat. Like, I think it was after that one, because he watched Dutch basically kill this guy in cold blood, uh-huh. just kind of because he was angry at him, basically. Um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting, like, how the story, like, takes you into that, because at the beginning, you don't you don't really know that you're that great of a guy. You're like, oh, I'm an outlaw, like, I'm just going to kill everybody. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, like, there was just, there's a, a code of honor amongst outlaws, I guess. And inside of that code of honor, Arthur is a good guy. Yeah. And there are also bad guys in there, like Micah, like, you come across, like, he is a crazy bad guy who will just kill everybody at random. Like, and even the missions you do with Micah, like the one where you rob that stagecoach, um, just like crazy stuff. And I think yeah. was Micah the guy that you go into the town to like rescue him, and then you basically like he goes in this crazy thing where he goes in like a and kills these people in a house. Yeah, wasn't that, that, was that wasn't him? that the jail cell? You had to blow blow open the the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, that was Micah. Like he goes back for revenge on like some people, and then he's you're just shooting his way out of town with him. Like uh-huh. was, like he's a crazy guy. Um, but uh, that is a perfect transition to the end of the actual story. Yeah. In this game, so Micah was a pinnacle to the end of the story in this game. Like he was such a huge part, and I never thought he was going to be early in the mission, early in the game. I was like, this guy's just a random crazy outlaw gang member. But I didn't know that he was going to be like one of the main, like most important characters in the whole thing. Yeah, and it a, turns out that he, that he is. Yeah, he was a guy that uh, that you <clears throat> loved to hate. Uh, he was a guy. They the game made you hate him from what what he was doing, all the things he did. Um, they made you hate him. So he was like kind of like the villain that you didn't see coming. Yeah, it, that's true. Because I mean, you knew he was crazy at first, but you didn't know he was going to have like a lot of influence on Dutch and become like Dutch's right hand man, basically kind of replacing Arthur. Yeah. Um, but so f- for everybody listening, I wasn't aware. I knew there were different endings in this game because you get to a certain point in the end of the game where you can help John Marston escape or go back and basically try and kill everybody and, and like kill Dutch and kill Micah. And get the money. And you're going back for the money. You're going back for the money, and like now that me and me and Patrick, we we were actually sitting at a work event watching this. Um, we watched them go back, and he's like basically calling out for Mike and Dutch, looking for him, pretty much looking to kill them and then get the money. Well, we both chose at the end to help John Marston escape. So I thought, okay, there's your two different endings. You can go back, or you can go forward and help John Marston. We both chose to go help John Marston, but even outside of that while we were talking about it, we found out there still are different endings based on how you played the game. Cause I had mentioned when we were talking about the ending that I got killed by Micah. Micah basically executed me at the end of the game as Arthur Morgan. He stood over my body and killed me, shot me <laughs> like point blank range. And you're like, what? You're like, what? He killed you. And I'm like, right, yeah. yeah, dude, he, he blasted me. It was awful. <laughs> it was a terrible ending. And then I found out your ending was completely different. Well, when you said that, I'm like, did I remember my ending? 
totally different because I thought that was like there was a good ending and there was a bad ending. Apparently, there's a good ending and bad ending after you choose to help John Marston. So the what happened with me? I mean, you're you're fighting John and uh, or sorry, you're fighting Micah as Arthur, and then Dutch shows up, and then both Dutch and Mike Micah walk away, and I'm just laying there, you know, as the sun starts to rise, and you can see that I'm on my last breath, and I die in the sun sunrise, and that scene, and that the 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 scene where you know you you see yourself take your last breath. And you see the sunrise, and you hear the music uh, playing in the background. You're like, man, what a great ending um, to Arthur's story. Um, and, they, and they, you know, there's and I knew there was epilogues. And after Arthur had died, I was like, well, you know, I'm assuming you're going to be playing as John Marson later. Um, and you do, but your ending for when Micah, you know, just like kills you cold blood right in the face you know it really sets up the whole purpose for epilogue you know the first epilogue and the second epilogue i really didn't feel that when my ending because my ending i'm like oh you know arthur did what he needed to do dutch got away michael got away okay um but he didn't you know micah didn't kill uh arthur you know arthur died in his yeah, own so for so if, if anybody's listened to this and has not completed this game, obviously you don't care that it's spoiled for you. What you what happens is you run away, you tell John Marston to get out of here, basically. You end up fighting Micah barefisted. You're you're I mean you're brawling with him and um at a certain point, you know, Arthur's dying of tuberculosis and he's on his last limb anyways, and now he's fighting Micah, who's not dying of tuberculosis. Um and Micah basically beats you in a fight. And in Patrick's scenario, Dutch shows up, the three of them like have a little talk, like Arthur says that, you know, Dutch is a rat and all this stuff like that. And, uh, you know, says something along the lines of that he did his best, uh, you know, at the end to do what was right, pretty much. Well, in Patrick's scenario, Dutch walks away and Micah walks away. They will both go in separate directions. In my scenario, Dutch walks away and Micah then walks up to my my guy, me laying on the ground, Arthur Morgan dying and says something and then just pulls out his gun and executes me at point blank range which like patrick said for the epilogue where you end up going back after micah to go kill him like for me i was like oh we're definitely killing this guy this i can't wait to get there and kill him because like he killed me at point blank range well he just walked away from patrick and the patrick guy like in patrick's story he just you know, died in a sunset, a kind of a peaceful death, I guess, for, you know, what it was. Uh -huh. um, so, like, in my epilogue, like, oh, man, I totally hated Micah. Like, he executed me at point-blank range. <laughs> and the funny part is, is when you and I were watching this video together in person, like, I could see your reaction. You're like, oh, oh, my gosh, like, that is horrible. And I was thinking, that's what I was thinking this whole time. <laughs> right? It's like, what a horrible ending to just to get executed by the worst player in the game. Yeah, um, which, I mean, it sets up the epilogue really, really nice, uh, you know, because you know there's a purpose. You know there's something that you're going to get. You know you're, no, you know you're going to go after Micah. My ending, I didn't know that I was going to go after Micah. I didn't really feel like I needed to because once you're, you're John Marston, you get into the epilogue and you're, you're get, you've gotten away from the outlaw life. 
you're trying to get some money, you're, you're becoming a rancher, you know, you're, you're setting up, you're setting up what is Red Dead 1. You know, you're, you're, yep. you're getting money uh, for your family. Uh, you're just finding out what it is to be a rancher and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I stopped thinking about Micah. I didn't think about Micah until uh, Sadie came along. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, because, because of how the ending for me happened. Like, if I had your ending, I'd be like, huh, I got to go, go. I know I'm going to get Micah. This is going to be a story element. Um, it was so strange that we had both very different endings even though we chose the same yeah, and I, at the end and i i assume that that is because of the way we played the game you at the end of the game were honorable right you had high honor you were up in the green yeah and my guy was still completely dishonorable in red um so one of the most interesting things about that was i said something to you about the cutscene with the black wolf and you didn't even know what i was talking about Right. So there are points throughout the game where you see these like cutscenes they go to, and for me, it was a cutscene of like like a full moon and like this black wolf just like walking across and like staring at you, like and it was kind of like this thing where you didn't know what it was. So after I got killed by Micah, the last cutscene that played was this black wolf, and I assume that's because I played the game dishonorable, and I think. I don't know if they, I guess I don't know the, the true meaning behind it. I didn't get on an online and read or anything like that, but it was maybe like almost kind of like a what is waiting for you after type thing. So since I played the game Dishonorable, this black wolf is like waiting for me. This is like a dark, evil black wolf waiting for me. And I found out after watching the video with you, it wasn't a black wolf, right? It was a, was it a deer or something? For me, it was a deer. Yeah, it was a buck. Uh, and it, it was like a very like, um, serene scene it was like the sunrise and sunset and the, and the deer was just like grazing it wasn't it was like it, bright and good it was yeah it was very it was it wasn't like yours was very dark and gloomy mine was very cheery and happy and colorful um when i when you when you see see those scenes and i didn't think anything of it when going throughout the game you know i die have the the deer you know i don't know if it was because it was just like a, a, a you know a very nice scene um or if it was reincarnation or something like that i don't think it is reincarnation but um it was just like a nice scene but when you said about that you had a dark wolf you know a black wolf in yours it was just it was just so strange i guess it was just like a um uh, a comparison of what you've done in your life to compare it to what would happen in the afterlife maybe i have no idea but it was kind of cool that there was totally two totally different scenes based on the way we played and I'm actually glad we played the game different ways because if we had played the game the same way, we would have both had the same ending, both had the same cut scene at the end with the animal, and we probably would have never even known the other one existed. Right. I, I wouldn't have been able. I wouldn't have thought to Google it if it was a different ending. Yeah, I, we, it would have never been different if I hadn't mentioned that Micah basically executed me by pretty much shooting me right in the face. <laughs> we would have never even known that there were different endings, probably. Yeah. Like you would have sure. not known about the black wolf. I would have known about the deer, like this good scenic good scene uh, that you got at the end. I got this horrible one with this black wolf stalking me in like sure. the moonlight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's so cool how the game did that too. So it's not just a, yeah, you help John Marston or yeah, you go back for the money. No, even outside of that decision, there are different things that could happen, which is really, yeah. uh, really awesome. And I didn't, I didn't know that that was the case. And so I t- until I started talking to you. Um, but yeah, man, this game, um, it, you know, definitely right now it's very, it's still all very, 
you know, just happened, so it's all still very fresh. But um, I can't remember ever having more fun. I don't think like playing a game, like or, or being more just captivated by a storyline in a game than I was in this. Yeah, it's a very it's a testament to how good the game is. Is even after you finish the story, the main missions uh, with Arthur and with John Marston, that you still want to go back and explore the rest of the world. Um, and to experience, um, you know, like legendary animals, you know, when you, you, there's a lot of things that I haven't done yet. Like I haven't done all the legendary animals. I haven't done those rock carvings. I haven't done, um, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, dinosaur bones. I haven't done any of that stuff. And yep. it's like, I wonder, I wonder what kind of story missions, um, or side missions will become of those, you know, is, or is it just going to be like a collectible and it's over? Or is there going to be something else that comes across, like a scene I've never seen before? Um, so, yeah, there's a, still a lot, a, a ton of stuff to do. And even though you're not moving the story along, you're just doing some collectibles. If you still want to be in the in the game like I like I do, like you do, um, it's a really t- it's a testament to how good uh, of a game they have made. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I don't think I've ever completed a game and then. Well, maybe, maybe like Grand Theft Auto, just because it's open world thing and you can just go out and do crazy stuff. But I've never wanted to go back, I don't think, and do uh, just like little side quests and little like side story things. Like I've never wanted to go back into a game after the story and, like, and do that before. And this game, like, totally, I mean, the story ended, the mission, you know, everything ended with John Marston at, at the farm. And yeah, I was like, okay, like what, what, what did I not complete? I need to go back and do that now. Yeah. Like I am ready to roll still. Sure. Uh, in this game and, and you spend so much time in this game it's so time consuming and even after all that time playing it you just you still want to get back in and go do other stuff so um the game was just i mean it, it was truly incredible like it was awesome it really was um, but that for me that pretty much uh that pretty much wraps it up i did not prepare a big uh a big uh ending like i did the ready to rumble finish or ready to rumble start there um, I was going to talk about some Red Dead Redemption 2 online and maybe just some of the differences, but I think once you get online and like we get into some more of that, maybe we should come back and revisit that again. Okay, for and sure. And do this. Yeah. Instead of uh, you know, instead of talking about it now, there is a lot of differences in the game. Um, <laughs> just one quick thing I found out last night as I'm playing. Uh, I stole this player's horse, which is way better than mine, and I found out you cannot steal horses and at any point make them your own horse. Oh, what? You can't even steal you can't even steal a random horse from a town and make it your horse. You have to buy a horse in the game. No. That's how you get horses. Yep, totally true. Because I stole a horse from a ranch that was better than mine. It was like just a a regular like uh you know, just a townsfolk's horse and I couldn't make it my horse. It oh, would man. it won't let you go to the stable, it won't let you put your saddle on it, none of that. I was sorely disappointed because my horse still sucks. I'm I'm rocking a <laughs> uh, Kentucky Saddler and it is just a piece of crap. Um, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of differences. I think we should go through them. For sure. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, but <clears throat> before we go, um, I do want to um, talk about the epilogue um, a little bit. Now, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when you start as John Marston, you know, you're doing very manual labor kind of things on ranches. I mean, you're doing, you know, fetch quests, your milk and cows, you know, you're trying to um, tame a horse for one of the sons. I mean, 
you're it's a very slow burn like like yes. like the beginning of the game was um and there's it's a lot of ranches i mean uh, of stuff that you're doing you're fetching wood for your new house that you want to build for abigail um which is a whole nother topic in of itself is is you know the abigail um but it was like it was very is very slow and i get it because it's setting up how red dead one starts it's setting yeah. up straight into it like you know you're john marston you're 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 a rancher you're no longer an outlaw you don't want to be an outlaw even though it is what you're good at even though it's what John's good at, he doesn't want to do it. Um, you know, so um, it was it was very slow, but it was cool. You know, just to just to see that character development because people are going to play Red Dead One after this, um, and to set it up straight into Red Dead One was really cool. Um, one of the uh, missions in Red Dead in, in Red Dead Two in the epilogue um, that I really did like because it kind of like brought it back to nothing about out being an outlaw. Uh, nothing about killing people was when you take your wife out on a date. You take Abigail yeah. out on a date yeah. and you go through the town, you see a show, you go, you go through the photo uh, shoot and she's laughing at John. Like, what are you doing? Who are you? You know, because you know, he's yeah. going to propose to her. Um, mm-hmm. And she gives him a hard time, you know, just like it was, it was, a, it was funny. It was cute. Um, and then, you know, them going out on the boat and he proposes to her and she's like, what are you serious? You know, like we're having a good time, you know, but she's like, that's, that's not who John is, is to be sentimental like that. Um, so it was kind of cool that he has kind of changed the way he wanted to live his life. No longer an outlaw. And this is pretty much the culmination of him not wanting to be an outlaw anymore, um, is to marry Abigail. Yeah, I, I got that too. I, I kind of got the sense from the epilogue that, yes, John Marson is an outlaw. He is good at being an outlaw. He's not really good at being a rancher. But they kind of built in, like, it gave me the sense of if John Marston did not have a wife and kid, he would absolutely 100% be an outlaw. But because he has a wife and kid, he is trying to change everything about himself for the love of them. Sure. Like basically, because you're, you're trying to get them back, like at some point during the epilogue, and he's trying to change basically everything that he is, like for the love of them, and they like built that into the story. So it was like, that's why I said like this, like I could have watched somebody play this game, I think, and been like still captivated by it because like it, it really like just hits you right in the feels, like some of that stuff. But yeah, I man, I, I will tell you what, if uh, if anybody's listening to this and hasn't played it, like oh, get out there and play this game. Like this is uh, this is a great one for sure. Is uh, is that it? Didn't practice an ending. You got anything? Uh, sing a song or something. <laughs> Speaking of the songs, the songs in this game were absolutely uh, tremendous. You know the one, the yeah. one where uh, at the end uh, when Arthur dies, uh, that song, uh, Willie Nelson yep. singing um, "Cruel, Cruel World" as John's going back to his house, uh, and then the one of the credit songs. So about, the songs that they the, the the live rendition, the medley that they did. Um, at the game awards that was in the credits man it was the the soundtrack i could i could see why it was like the the best soundtrack of the year it was good but yeah absolutely absolutely i mean it just oh the whole game is so captivating yep i've never been more interested in anything yeah uh like i was in that but uh but yeah man it was uh it was great so good but uh that's it 
that, uh, that's all, folks. That's all she say. wrote. And everybody have a great Christmas and a happy holiday. And hopefully you're all off work. And if you're not, that sucks. You're going to have to play Red Dead Redemption 2 when you get off work. <laughs> uh, I will be playing while you're at work still, so you all know. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we have for you today. Um, uh, maybe until next time, as you live, work, and game, I tell mice, and see you next time. Buenos dias. <laughs> One, two, three, four.